Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Rodri. Is there anything that Lionel Messi is better than you at? I respect your opinion. Maybe in your opinion Messi is better than me, but in my mind I'm better than him. Guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Rodri Gigs on Football. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. We're going to talk all things football for the next hour or so. Uh, it's the international break, but it doesn't mean it's going to be boring. There is plenty to talk about. And uh, just as we wait for a few of the latecomers, we'll do a little Super Six. There's no Super Six um, update this week because it's been on a break for the international break. It is back on Saturday, 3 p.m. So don't forget to do your predictions. Um, we'll get a little rundown of the pros, ex-pros, celebrity players in the league and stuff. Uh, it's not pretty reading for most. Uh, Danny Button of the Danny Button Show, former world champion in MMA. Uh, he's 98 out of 100. Uh, admittedly, he's not a football uh, guy, but he gets involved for charity. Uh, Andy Legg, Cap City legend, 83rd. Super Kevin McNaughton, 70th. Rodri Giggs, 69th. Andy Campbell, 68th. Gavin Gordon, 63. Myself, 61st. Willie Boland, 57th. Lee Jarman, 48th. Jeff Stelling, 34th. But leading the way is none other, again, than Cohen Griffith, ex-Cardiff City hero. Uh, the next round, as I say, is 3 o'clock. And there is a, a massive difference of 18 points between myself and Rodri as I ground him into the, into the ground every week, further and further. So 18, 18 points, 18, 18 points, 18 points. 35. 
36. I I gave you a chance tonight. I just oh, didn't right, didn't yeah, take yeah, part yeah. for a couple oh, of weeks. Right. Yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, the voice you just heard, uh, we missed last week because I, I had a little bit of an accident. Uh, but I'm back and um, we're back, and I'm joined by ex Salford City winger and not forgetting ex Banger City winger, FC United, Aberystwyth Town, Aberystwyth. We cannot, we never forget Aberystwyth. It is Mr. Rodri Giggs. How are you, my friend? You good? Yeah, good, mate. Got a live audience today as well. There he is. There he is. Yes, yes. Just eating his rice pudding. What does he, who does he think is better? Right, uh, I was. Gonna say something else. Harry Kane or who's better? Harry Kane or Wayne Rooney? Wayne Rooney. Wayne Rooney. Who's Wayne Rooney? Oh, Wayne Rooney. Yeah. Quick. Wayne Rooney. Go on, son. Wayne Rooney. So, and this is the first little debate I want to have with you tonight because, as you know, I'm not like the biggest Harry Kane fan, but I do accept that he's an exceptional goal scorer. He's a very good player particularly for England, but also for Spurs. Um, I do not think necessarily that he's the best signing for United, blah, blah, blah. But I accept he's an exceptional player. However, um, I saw a massive debate on um, like on social media this week after uh, Kane's taken the lead to become England's all-time top scorer. And everyone's going, oh, yeah, he's much better than Rooney. He's done it in shorter games, blah, blah, blah. Mate, Every day of the week and twice on Sundays would I take Wayne Rooney over Harry Kane. Every, not even a question, mate. Wait, people need a sleep in and they just forget like how good Wayne Rooney was when he was 17, 18, 19, 20. God, Do you remember the nation crying when he broke his foot? Exactly oh, that, Rooney, mate. Uh, this is a kid. That, get that if they, got, if they missed Harry Kane. This is a kid, right, mate, who signed for Man United. Played his first ever Champions League game, banged in a hat trick, and went, There you go. And what was he, 19, 20, something like that? Yep. This is unbelievable, so consistent over the years. And for me, I think it's an embarrassing comparison. That's not, I'm not saying Harry, Harry Kane is shit or anything like that. Look, Harry Kane, excellent player. I think there's a debate on whether he's world class, but he is definitely top quality. Wayne Rooney. Is one of the best players that Brit uh, that England has ever produced, and that's not up for debate. So how you can say just on stats, Harry Kane, what's he got to show for? He's thirty, right? So he's good push. He's into the latter part of his career. Twenty nine. What he's thirty now, mate. Come on, catch up. What's he got to show for his career in terms of trophies and awards? He's got a boatload of money. Yeah, they won the they, they won the Albi Cup. Tottenham. Yeah, all right, I'll give you that. He's one, you know, player of the month, golden boots. Won a golden boot at the World Cup. Tremendous, or Euros, whatever it was. Tremendous achievements. Wayne Rooney won everything is this in an individual the game. game or, is this an individual game we're talking about? A team game? Team game, isn't it? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. Just, what, did Wayne, what did Wayne Rooney win? Anything he didn't win? Maybe he's easier that, to that, 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 That'd be easier. What he didn't win. Was there anything he didn't win? I don't think he won the Europa League, did he? Oh, no, wait, yeah, he was. He was still at United when they won the Europa League, wasn't he? He played with Zlatan, didn't he? I'm going to have to double-check that. What, with, with Rooney? Yeah, Rooney, because he was still play, he still played, because he was playing in midfield and all sorts for United for a bit, wasn't he? Um, I'll have a look now. I know, no, obviously, he won everything, didn't he? Super Cups, World Cups, uh, sorry, Champions Leagues. He won it all. Um, 
is there an argument that Harry Kane achieved more with England? I think that's probably a fair, a fair argument. What I would say, and this is the reason, do you think it's fair to say Harry Kane? Harry Kane has done more in an England shirt than what in that tournament? Anything for any of them? Well, yeah, like Harry Kane. You know, he, they got to a World Cup final, didn't they? And they uh, right, golden boots and stuff. I'm based off what you've done, what they both done, and they both won nothing. So, okay, that's, yeah, I think that's fair. I just saying there's an argument. I can see why people would argue no, that they both that won came. nothing, and arguably they should have won something if it was that great. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like Reese has just made the next point that I was going to make on Wayne Rooney. He says the one difference ever, is. Sorry to interrupt. Do you what? ever see Wayne Rooney miss a penalty at a big, big moment like that? No, 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 you do not. no. Just, just, just to be clear. Go on. And uh, so Reese says he's exactly the point I was going to make just now. One difference is Rooney would literally drag his team forward, produce magic out of nothing. The City overhead kick for one. But like he would change games, and even if the rest of a team, or even if he was playing shit, he would find a way to just drag the team into the game, win matches. When was, the scene, when was the last time you seen Harry Kane drag England or Spurs to victory? I'm not talking like a goal. I'm talking people have just, people have so much disrespect for the players that have been and gone. And it was not even that long ago. It's just yeah, it's they're, going, to me, they're going up, going off stats. 20 years ago, it was a totally different game. Totally Wayne, different game. Wayne, Wayne Rooney only retired uh, technically in 2021, two years ago. Yeah. I know I'm not saying like he achieved loads with Derby and DC United and his second stint at, at Everton, but at, at United, he won it all, did everything. And he's, you know, he, he there was a point for United where he was didn't really have the players around him, still dragged them through. Harry Kane, in a poor Spurs side over the last few years, has won nothing. Has yeah. he not? A player yeah. who drags them through wins stuff. Steven Gerrard. Yes. You know, Drags four Liverpool but, sides to a Champions League final uh, victory. Uh, FA Cups. All kinds of different kind of stuff. Harry Kane's not done that. So please don't put him in the same bracket as Wayne Rooney. It's it's uh, it's defam. What's what's the word? We've just been talking about with that no crowd. Um, what's it? Yeah, it's diff, diff, defamatory, isn't it? Or whatever. Fam- that, yeah. Good? So, yeah. It's um yeah, and like look, I just look. So if you look at the honors. Wayne Rooney won one, two, three, four, five, six, seven Premier Leagues, an FA Cup, three League Cups, load of char- charity shields. Champions League, Europa League, FIFA World Cup. Oh, you don't get World, it, World that, Cup. That, it just it just doesn't mean anything. That that like we just touched on this Premier League Hall of Fame. There's 16 players in there already. They've got another 15 players up there already, and they've got they've got to pick three of them players. So out of them 15 players and them 16 players, it doesn't make sense that someone's not in there who scored for 20 years straight in the Premier League, got 13 Premier League medals, and he's not even on there. It's just a joke. Absolutely. But then, have you seen, like, he's um, the team he's taken over, DC United, right? Last season, he joined them sort of towards the end of last season as manager. They were not very good. First game of the season this year, they've beaten, like, a strong side. I think it was 3-2 or something with a last-minute goal. 
and you watch his team talks and the way he's got that team, like you can see every bit of the player that he was in the way he's managing, inspiring the players, inspiring the team to to go and win a game, which they had no business winning at one point. Unbelievable, mate. And look. Yeah, you can well, see why he did it at Derby. Remember what great job he did at Derby? We talked about is he going to promote, is he still not going to get relegated, is he going to get relegated? And it was such a goal for a minute, then the job he did there. With the point so he's, he's a good coach, slope, stroke manager. And look, everyone will say about the individual, you know, Harry Kane won. The only thing which Harry Kane has got over him in terms of individual achievements is he won the golden boot at, I think, the Euros or the World Cup. Fine. But at the end of his career, I'm pretty sure he'd rather have a few Premier League titles and a Champions League in the bag than an individual trophy. Um, Come on. So, do you agree with this? Will says, um, Rooney is a better player, but Kane was is a better finisher. No, I don't agree with that at all. No. no. I can see why people Wayne Rooney Wayne, Name me a goal that Wayne Rooney couldn't score. Yeah. If it was a tap-in, a header, uh, a free kick, uh, smashing it after just chatting rubbish to the referee for 10 seconds and then just turning going bang top corner in a bit no it's just different there's different levels mate and people forget how difficult it is to hit a ball out of the sky on the volley let alone from 30 yards let alone, United, you're not even first, concentrating first on game it. in a champions league game his first game scored a hat trick at 17 years or 18 years of age but come on yeah there's a reason why he was People used to call him like the white Pele and all this. And look, the other side of it is um, he could score acrobatic goals, solo goals, everything. And also... Didn't have flat sign falls. Didn't have a problem scoring scoring August in his first 10 years of his career. Uh, None of that crap. So people forget all. I didn't think he'd in the Premier League in August for about five or six years. And you know, while Harry Carry Kane was on loan at Preston or whatever it was, and when he was yeah. a teenager, Wayne Rooney was playing for Premier League football against men. So, look, yeah. I don't think it's a debate. I think it's embarrassing, but it is what it is. People just, young kids just need reminding this stuff. Just reminding. Well, yeah. While Harry Kane was out on loan to Lincoln or somewhere. <laughs> Rooney was scoring hat tricks for in the Champions League for Manchester United. So please don't, don't, don't. He's think... a better player at nineteen than Harry. He's a better player at nineteen than any part of Harry Kane's career. Any player, nineteen-year-old boy. Mate, there's an argument. I don't think he is the best player, but there's an argument for him to be in the conversation for the best United player of all time. Now, yep. I don't think he is. Yep. I think no, he's, in no, he's in that conversation. Absolutely, he is. Yeah. Is Harry Kane he's in, in the, the conversation? conversation with the, the Bobby Charlton's, the George Best, the, the, the Eric Cantonas, the Ryan Giggses, the Paul Scholes, the Wayne Rooney's, Christian Arduinaldo's, who've missed, Brian Robson, Roy Keane. Van Nistelrooy. Van, mm, as, another yeah, as a finisher, mate, no one was. Oh, as a finisher, yeah. Yeah, as a finisher, yeah, but as a United legend. Yeah. Yeah. So, here's the question, and I think this is why I think this is why it irritated me so much. Right? Is I can understand people not remembering just how good 
Thierry Henry was or Van Nistelrooy because they it was it's quite a while ago. Alan Shearer, whatever, put all these different legends. So it's a while ago. Wayne Rooney was still playing football two years ago. Like, I just think it's embarrassing that if you're just people basing their opinion, they just read some stats and it's like, oh yeah, Harry Kane is better than Wayne Rooney ever was. Embarrassing, absolutely. Like, we know what we know how it works. So sometimes people just throw that out there because it's been a quiet week. That's it's just like I understand the person who threw it out there initially. But like there was like hundreds of people going, oh yeah, I think Harry Kane's and like Wayne Rooney. I bet you if you can, and everyone keeps going on about um, like Harry Kane does a lot of assists, he drops deep. Wayne Rooney was doing that for flipping years. Yes, oh, I tell you what, absolute embarrassment. Um, you mentioned the whole Premier League Hall of Fame, mate. I've got to ask you. Um, obviously you're a United fan. To me, the first entry into the Premier League Hall of Fame should have just been one person and it should have been Alex Ferguson and he should have just gone it and it should have just been him sole person and then they should have done all this crap with the voting and stuff because to me I think no one epitomizes the Premier League era more than Ferguson no one is more successful than Ferguson so to me it should have just been him and then Oh, know, mate, uh, uh, Arsene Wenger's... Oh, yeah, no, look, no, no, Arsene no, Wenger's no, right no, up there. No, he's no scrub, is he? Plus, Absolutely I was not. thinking about this last week. Them games, mate, for United against Arsenal for about four or five years were were tasty. They were unbelievable. Really good games. Feisty, good football, good goals. Always action, always something going on. You don't see them games anymore. You just don't. Do you know another thing which actually wound me up on... Uh, social media this week was someone these guys they were um city and liverpool fans trying to make out that the pep versus Klopp rivalry is the greatest premier league rivalry between managers and clubs of all time and i was like right so uh wenger versus fergie which went on for years winning trophies back you know exchanging trophies fighting and arguing and and just constantly just going back and forth without you know the being bankrolled by um we took it all we brought them to our land an endless night ember hot and icy cold the rage of the earth we made this curse carved it in the blood on our backs we did not see we could not but she did and in the end what will i become senwa saga Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Abu Dhabi or whatever. Or when Jose Mourinho came into the Premier League and absolutely took it by storm at Chelsea. And then he went back and forth with Fergie. You're telling me that over a longer period of time where both teams won the title numerous times, but Klopp versus Pep, where Liverpool won one, tro- one title during an unprecedented pandemic, Look, they still won it. But I just don't see it, mate. I do not see the same level of rivalry between the clubs, between the managers, between the players than I do. Even if you look at United versus Arsenal this year, there was more needle and rivalry in that than any game Liverpool play against City. I just don't understand it. Yeah, it's just the people that don't know 
football. Just don't know. Even Benitez versus Ferguson, I found find to be a more Keegan Ferguson. Yeah, go both back, of them go far that back, and, and Keegan lost it. That was the now that's a legendary call. That we'll love it if we beat them. Love it. <laughs> so you know, it's just, there's always a common denominator, isn't there? Sir Ferguson's in it. Yeah, you can't. I mean, and again, I think how quickly people forget, like we just mentioned about Wayne Rooney, how people have seemed to have forgotten just how good he was. Like, everyone calls Fergie a legend, but I don't think people realise, like, even uh, to me, like, that last title he won before he retired, that was the one which I think is... Well, you see the team, he had, like, Cleverly and Welbeck and Johnny Evans and Chris Smalling and Phil Jones... Yeah, it's, uh, it's, and that's what I mean. Like, to be able to, like, to win a Premier League against Cities and Chelsea's at that time with that team, what, like, would any other manager have been able to got, go get one, get that level of performance out of those players, but also get those players who have gone on, a lot of them gone on to do not a lot. Well, no, you could you see a level of confidence that they could win the Premier League over a season. Well, you've seen the, the type of manager he was when a, a very good, st- steady manager come into Man United and, and was sacked after nine months because that team that Fergie won the league with, he was about seventh or eighth with. So, um, yeah, it was um, it was a special manager. Yeah, it's, uh, it's mental, mate. Um, Another uh, so Rob just asked, have we covered the 3 p.m. blackout of football yet? Uh, not 100% sure what he's referring to. I had a quick Google, I can't see anything new about it. But is that like, the thing being, with, with Danza that with the EFL? I think so, yeah. Like, there seems to be, um, like a bit of a I don't know, what, like fans are getting behind this thing they call in the 3 p.m like it's outdated it goes back to the 60s that no top level games could be broadcast at 3 p 3 p.m on a saturday yet every other country in the world gets these games at 3 p.m um the zone of bid for the efl um and they want to take away the the blackouts and to me i just think look we're in the streaming revolution now aren't we we're in the streaming revolution of of TV, no one watches TV, everyone watches streaming services. So why haven't the Premier League and or the FA and, and the EFL, why haven't these organizations got together and said, right, let's not sell the rights, let's design a Netflix type model which features the football. And they would make millions from it, mate. Millions. But as usual, behind the times. As always, just like with VAR, just like with everything it's else, all, it's all about it's all about the money, isn't it? it? Obviously, it's a lot, of, lot, lot to do there. A lot of logistics that speaking to all teams, how much to, you know, prices. Obviously, some teams are bigger than other teams, uh, so it's a lot of, you know, it's not as easy as you would think, but, but they can team up definitely, definitely doable. To to not think you can't watch a, a live game at three o'clock on a Saturday. It's just in this day and age is mind boggling. We yeah. know we know we know there's, there's ways around it and you can, but you know, legally. Yeah, it'd be nice to be able to just flick on an app, wouldn't it, and watch yeah. it without yeah, fire sticks or VPNs yeah. or whatever. Like 
and let's be honest like i i understand what you're saying about the logistics side of it but like the premier league could they could team up with the zone they could team up with bt they could team up with sky they could team up with netflix there's all these different companies who would love to get involved. Yeah, they'd all love to get involved in something like that. But it just feels like, as usual, the FA in this country. Are big just... money, though, isn't it? Yeah, of course big, it is. Big like, doula. In fairness, I suppose, like the Championship and the Premier League, particularly, could sell the rights to the Saturday games to a streaming service like DAZN and get absolute fortune out of it. Um, Maybe the Scottish League might get a few hundred grand to give to Rangers and Southwark as well, but that's the problem in a lot of the other leagues. Actually, is that all the money goes to top three clubs, doesn't it? Yeah. Like in Rangers and Celtic take all the Scottish money, Madrid and Barcelona and Atletico take all the Spanish money. Same in France and Germany. I think Germany's might be different actually, but yeah, it is time. It's outdated. It's time to get rid of the blackout at three o'clock. Yeah. Just put the games on and. Uh, have it. His question then, um, Alan Shearer or Harry King? Mm. Who are you taking? See, I think, as much as I think Shearer was a phenomenal goal scorer, I do think Harry Kane is a better all-around player. Yeah, agreed. Do a bit more. Yeah, agreed. Um, so That's I would probably take, take Yeah. Plus, Shearer's a dick. Yeah, there's that too. Um, but on a purely, purely football-based that's what we're all about isn't it um it's been an international break made as exciting as ever um one thing i will say is uh wales had a really interesting week in terms of their first couple of games after host gareth bale picked up a great draw against croatia away which is mad like with the team they had the youngsters but one thing which caught my eye mate was uh robert page in the world cup we criticized him a little bit for not not bringing on the young players early enough for them to do anything like the Brennan Johnsons of the world and whatnot. Yeah. And I noticed that on Saturday, when they were chasing a result, he took off uh, Harry Wilson, Aaron Ramsey, and someone else with like half hour to go, put on the youngsters, and they've got something out of it. It was just you know a bit of a scrappy goal or whatever, but it doesn't matter. They they kept it you know they kept it to one nil. And then they get away with a draw. It's a phenomenal re- result. And then the most important thing in the at the home game in midweek was just get a win. Didn't matter if it was one nil or six nil. Just follow that Croatia game with a win. They got that one nil win, and they sit top of the table, which is crazy because I was expected a very difficult start. They um, it's going to take time for a lot of these players. No Brennan Johnson either. So yeah. Good results, mate, for Wales, I thought. Yeah, it was um, that Croatia one. You know, uh, try not to get beat away from home and win your home games. And that's what they're doing so far. So hopefully keep it going. When Croatia come to Wales, it'll be a big game. Um, but um, yeah, good. so far, so good. Yeah, you can't do more than that. No. Um, like, I think you're a bit like me. You don't watch a great deal of the international ones in the breaks in mid-season. I find them a bit mind-numbing. I did watch the Wales games, but like, what did um, did you watch any of the the England games or anything like that? I have it on, you know, but I don't really take any, take much notice of it. But um, 
it seemed like England had the better the first half and Italy come into it in the second half. That's oh, what I, I just remembered something i got to bring up to you. Um, did you see Harry Maguire's comments after the Italy game? Right? No. Oh, mate. The, the balls on this guy. I tell you what, he, he's got confidence in himself. I'll give him that. Um, bear in mind, in, in the run-up to the Italy goal, he made two massive mistakes which led to the goal he gave the ball away and then when they broke through and scored he was completely out of position leaving the striker free to score so there was at least that and arguably there's another mistake in there as well but then he's come out and he's got i've got he said um paraphrasing i've got nothing to prove i'm a united captain i haven't played as much as i'd like to but when i have played we've kept clean sheets we haven't lost in ages blah 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 i've got nothing to prove at united nothing to prove at england and I was just scratching my head thinking, mate, the last United game you played, you got booed because you were taking so long to get, like, take the ball from the keeper and then pass it through the midfield. Like, I just, he's got to, he's got to, he's got to leave Manchester United and go somewhere which is more suitable to the way he plays. But to come off, like, look, it, it helped that England still won. But to make those two mistakes and then come out with that sort of statement to me was mind-boggling, and I don't really understand it. But you know, got um, I think he's on his way out anyway. We can see that he obviously wants to play. He's not going to play if Ferran and, and Martinez stay there, which they probably, which they are. So yeah, he's going to have to make a decision at the end of the season, and I'll see him go, and we'll probably get half of what we've paid for him which I'd, I'd, I'd snatch someone's hand off and then you just, you know, bring someone in. How how low would you go for in terms of money to take him? See, me, if it was me, I would take like 15, 20 million. If that was all I could get. No, no. I think, and, and England's I think you'll get more, but I'm just and saying... England, and England's sent them out. Come on, mate. You don't know, but I just mean if there was no takers and then someone 20, like... 20, 20. Brentford said, we'll give you 20, 20 million. 20, yeah. Because they just need to get yeah, him out. He, he, yeah, but he's not going to go to Brentford, is he? No. Well, I don't mean. He, he, needs, to play, to play. he needs to play, though, doesn't he? He's not going to yeah. play United. You, you could argue yeah, that. You could, you could think he'd go back to Leicester. Yeah, I think that would probably be a good show, actually. Sheffield United get uh, promoted, goes back to Sheffield. Is Sheffield lad? Yeah, and look, I would argue that he's fifth. And that would, be a good, that would be a great move for him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. He just needs to play, mate. Look, I get it. He's not terrible. I just, he, I don't. I got to be honest. I think there's better England centre backs, and I also think he's arguably fifth choice centre back at United. Really, if everyone's fit, because I think Luke Shaw's ahead of him, and I think Lindelof's ahead of him if fit. So you know, he's got to go. There's a few. Uh, another player. Oh, he's gone. Come on, brothers. Oh, you switched to your phone, have you? Um, switched to my helmet, yeah. Boom. Um, so, another player who is likely to leave United at this in the summer, or at least looks like, um, is Scott McTomney. As an absolute nightmare the other, the last time he played for United, was terrible. But then he's gone to Scotland, come off the bench on Saturday, scored a great goal, and then against Spain... Arguably, you'd say Spain's reserve side, but still against Spain. And 
has won the game for Scotland. Two two great finishes. Um, he does seem to excel with the Scottish team, but they play him. He seems to for Scotland. He seems to either play centre back or a very attacking role, almost like a striker, or at least a number ten. Do you think he's so bad for United because he plays two like he's defend? They always play him in like that defensive midfield role, and maybe he's that's just not him. Maybe he's just not a defensive midfielder, and that's why he struggles. Well, he, he does. He does score goals. For for United when he plays uh, higher up, but um, yeah, it's a difficult question. That um, I saw someone suggest, for instance, that until they obviously they're playing Veghorst every single game at the moment, he's playing McTominay up front. And I, at first, I was like, "Oh, that's stupid," but then I thought, "Well, why not?" Is he capable of doing that, do you think? Is he, would he be better than Veghorst? Would he offer the same as what Veghorst offers in terms of the pressing and the... Would he be a better finisher? I don't know. It's, no. It's an interesting one. No, no. Because um, Veghorst's link-up play is not great. He's, he's, not, he's great. not great with his back-to-goal, mate. He's a midfielder. Veghorst has been doing that all of his life. Yeah, I suppose. You know what I mean? That's where it break down. It's all right coming from deep. Uh, but playing me back to goal, like Marcus Rashford, he can't do it. Mm. Um, it's difficult, it's difficult, it's a different role, isn't it? Like, my boy plays sort of number 10 or like just behind the strikers, but he's had to play striker recently and he struggled a little bit with it. He's all right with the ball over the top and the ball down the channels or the ball at his feet, but it's that link up play when you've got to try and have your back to goal and lay it off or ping it about. It's that's where he found it a bit more difficult because he's not used to it. Um, Reese says, if an English club buys Harry Maguire, he reckons they'll get 50 million. If he leaves England, then they might be like 30 at the most. He said, um, maybe in the Italian league, like a Roma or a Napoli would be better for Maguire. If you look at the impact that Chris Smalling's had going out to Roma, maybe would Mourinho fancy uh, Maguire alongside Smalling? I don't know. That's quite an interesting show, actually. I hadn't thought of that. Maybe that would be a good move for him. Get out in those. Napoli have got an incredible side. And it looks like Napoli are going to be selling uh, the Georgian lad who plays sort of attacking midfield and Oshman up front. So if they're going to get rid of him, they're going to have money to spend. But they're still in the Champions League as well. And they're going to win the league. So, you know, Napoli, Harry Maguire. Yeah, that'd be a good move for him as well. Like that would be a good move for him now because they're a really good team at the minute. But it's just, and it's not as pacey as um, as the Premier League. So, yeah, I think he'd do well over there. It's just he's gonna have. Listen, he's gonna have a lot of takers. He played for Manchester United. He's an England centre half. No, he's gonna have some takers. It's just, you know, who. Just, I just, uh, I don't know. I just, I've been like I've watched him this year a lot, and I just, I don't, I don't know whether he's done some damage psychologically, like to his confidence and the way he reads the game. But them, some of the mistakes he makes are very like basic, and I just don't, I don't know. 
it's a weird one because I I remember him being really good at Leicester. I thought he had a really good season for United when he first came in, but he just hasn't. He just doesn't seem doesn't seem the same player that he was before when he first came to United. He's he's lost confidence somewhere along the line, and he's he's making basic errors. So, um, sort of moving all away from United, but still involving United as it is. Um, uh, Silver. Uh, Mitrovic, both been charged by the FA for the Fulham game, uh, the FA Cup game. Sure. Uh, Silver's come out and said he's, you know, he's aware of the, he's spoken to the referee. They've kind of made up, and there'll be nothing but respect between them. He understands it's a difficult job, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. He's very aware of the impact on the behaviour at grassroots level. Um, but in fairness, I don't think with the grassroots thing. I think Mitrovic's was more of the issue with that side of things because referees, yeah, and do, the way, referees and the way, do get attacked at grassroots level. Yeah, and 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 the way he's explained it, he just wanted to get the the, the refs attention, and he's just been over the top, and you know, mm. just one of them heat the moment things looks worse than it really is. I think it was uh, the level of aggression which was the problem, though, wasn't it? Like if yeah, he had just last, grabbed. Like I say, he's the moment. He's that type of player. The blood's boiling, and he's he's overstepped the mark. He'll be punished. Uh, I don't know what the punishment will be. Probably probably a lengthy it. one because you know people are making big noise about it. So probably ten games, eight games, I would say, uh, and then we move on. Do you think there'd be uproar if he only got like a three-game ban? Yeah, if he just got the basic ban. Yeah. I think. He's not size, not going to get a three game ban. No, I know, but like he, well, he automatically gets a three game ban, and then they extend yeah, it. But even like a basic thing, like Casemiro, uh, uh, minimum is six. Six, I would say six. Yeah, I think minimum. I think six. I think six. Like in hindsight, you've heard the explanation from the player. Yes, the problem was the level of aggression, but I think look, do we really want to see players out for ten games? I don't. Um, I enjoy watching Mitrovic play. Um, and as it turns out, if you believe the newspapers, he's probably cost he could have cost himself a move to United in the summer. So, you know, he's paying for it in other ways. Just give him the ban and move on. Um, Everton being investigated for financial irregularities. Um, Sean Dye said he's not distracted by the club's alleged financial breach. And he's only focused on keeping the club out of relegation. Everton have been very lucky, mate, with the relegation over the last two seasons. I think particularly last season, they only just avoided it. Frankie Lampard saved them, didn't he? Um, could this be a distraction for them? Like, if they're genuine, it seems like they're genuinely uh, being robustly investigated by this independent commission and they could have all sorts of problems. Who? Uh, Everton. Oh, uh, 300 million. Well, I don't know where this, this number's come, come from. Well, they've um, spent a lot of money, haven't they? Yeah, but they've got a new ground coming on the way as well. Uh, if they get relegated, they'll be in deep, deep, deep trouble. But I think that they'll have enough. They play All them teams now are going to play each other. So you'll probably see two or three, or two or three wins, uh, and that'll get them out of it. But uh, who, who will it be? I don't know. 
Yeah, they're not as close to the relegation zone as they were last year. Although they're only two points clear of it, so they are fifteenth, but they're only two points clear of it. Well, if you look at all the fixtures, they all play each other, don't they? Round about now, for the next four or five games, they all play each other: Bournemouth, Forest, uh, Leicester, uh, West Ham. Big, big teams Leeds, down there, isn't there? Palace, Everton. Oh, which Palace down, isn't it? It's Palace down to. Southampton, but yeah, there's some big, big teams involved. Mm. Is there any like other bigger names, you know, like your Leeds, your Everton, your Leicesters, your West Ham, Southampton? Who do you think is going down? I got a feeling West Ham might go down, you know. No, um, no, they, no. I don't think they're playing for the manager. No, um, Leeds, Southampton, Bournemouth. Interesting, interesting. I got a feeling it'll be West Ham, Bournemouth, and Southampton. I think it might be the three that are there. Although I am concerned by Leicester and Crystal Palace's form. They've both lost four of the last five, and they look like they're in free fall, particularly Leicester. They uh, look like they're struggling. You'd think they've got too much with people like Madison and, and Vardy to come off the bench, but. Form is what takes you down, isn't it? And gets you to playoffs and things like this. That's what that's what does it is the form rather than the technical ability and things like this. Um in terms of the championship, mate, we'll have a look at some of the fixtures coming up for the weekend. Middlesbrough are hot on the tail of Sheffield United in second, only three points separates them. We've talked about Michael Carrick uh, and what a good job he's doing. Who do you see going up from the championship? Well, Burnley, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Middlesbrough. I do fancy Middlesbrough. Uh, and it'll be Sheffield United. Have a look. So tight in there. So tight in there. I'd say right down to probably Watford. So Middlesbrough, so Sheffield, so Middlesbrough, Burnley, Sheffield United, Luton, Blackburn, Millwall, Norwich, Coventry, ooh, West Brom. They I fancy Blackburn. West Brom won the game and they go seventh. Um, so you could go down to, I think Watford, isn't it? Down to Watford, I would say. Watford, but that would be five points off the playoffs. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, but even that. You've got how many played? 46. There's still, still eight games to go. There's still 24 points to play for. Yeah, Norwich play Sheffield United tomorrow as well. All it's got to take is a is a Coventry or West Brom to go on a 6-7 game run. Yeah. Oh, different. look at that. Gavin's back. We haven't seen Gavin for ages. Yes, he's gone. Yes, yes, Gavin. You're right, mate. Welcome back. Where you been? Um, yeah, I look... I think Middlesbrough gets second place. I think I think Blackburn will go up in the playoffs. I would like Luton to go up in the playoffs, though. They've come close the last couple of seasons, and I would like to see Luton get up there. Um, but, yeah, it could go all the way down to Watford, mate, couldn't it, really? And even, you know, Sunderland, they're only seven off the playoffs. So, you yeah. a couple of wins and you're back up there, aren't you? Yeah, um, and like I say on the weekend, Norwich play Sheffield United, Burnley are playing Sunderland. So a lot of the teams in the, that top sort of 10, 11 
They're all playing each other. Um, the big game on Saturday, though, mates, is uh, the South Wales Derby at three o'clock, no less. Mm. Three o'clock on a Saturday. Well, that's one thing. Uh, no, I believe it's a card, isn't it? It's mental to me that it, yeah, it's hanging in Cardiff. Absolutely crazy, mate. That it's in uh, in Cardiff on a Saturday at three o'clock. And I, let me tell you, I think it'll be the, yeah, I think it'll be the last time it's at three o'clock on a Saturday again. After um, Cardiff got to win. There's no no uh, they got to win their home games and try and pick up points away. They are couple of points ahead of Huddersfield in the relegation zone. Obviously, the last game being abandoned when they were 1-0 up against Rotherham. Um, I had a former Wales Online journalist, Terry Phillips, in the studio today. And um, he was like sharing some stories over his career and whatever, blah, blah, blah. Like, it was really good. It's going to be a good one, especially for like Welsh football fans. But um, he was saying that the Cardiff are trying to appeal to get the the game with Rotherham because it was abandoned at half time, I think, or like 43 yeah. minutes or something. They want to continue it for the same score from where it was because it was, you know, it was a good chunk into the game. Yeah. But I just say, I just do not, they won't do that. They'll start the game again. They'll just replay it, won't they? You'd think so, wouldn't you? I can't remember many games over Europe that have been abandoned and then they just play. You know, they just sort of go along and then just... Where's this? When? Where? Where's this? It was a Rotherham, last, the last yeah, one. No, no, they played they play the match again. They can't play what, what's left of the, the remaining minutes. No, I've never heard of that before, have you? I can think of one... There was one game, I think it was in June. <laughs> it was literally, they had like two minutes of injury time to play and there was crowd trouble. And they went back and played it the next day or something like that. Like two, two or three minutes, but... Yeah, I don't see it, mate. Absolutely, I just cannot imagine them starting 1-0 up to Cardiff with 40-whatever minutes left. It, it's not going to happen. No, um, no. But yeah, it'd be interesting. Um, Leslie said he did that Sheffield, uh, Sheffield United could be in some trouble for financial trouble, maybe dock points. But uh, to be honest with you, either way, I think Middlesbrough are going to go ahead of them and catch them and whatnot. So I don't think... You know, it will make a difference in terms of the playoffs and things like that. But ultimately, I think that Middles, Michael Carrick is going to take Middlesbrough up, I think. You think, yeah. He's done a phenomenal job. Uh, who's going down from a championship, mate? Who's going down? Going down, going down, going down. Wigan, gone. Gone. Done. Blackpool, gone. Done. Let's go with Rotherham for cheating. Rotherham, yeah. Rotherham, yeah. Did you see the video of them? So they um, they had these people sweeping the pitch to try and get a water off the pitch because it was the rain. And they're like sweeping the water back onto the pitch because they didn't want to play. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. They should be they should be done for it, but they can go down because of it, as far as I'm concerned. Um right. Let's do some predictions. South Wales Derby on the weekend, my friend. Who's who's going to win? Will Cardiff finally turn up to a South Wales Derby? Who's going to win? 
Um, I'll say, let's go. It's always a high-scoring one, isn't it? So let's go with... Um, 3-1, Cardiff. Go on, son. Uh, I will go with 2-1, Cardiff. Um, all right, that was the other story I wanted to discuss for you. Um, Stephen Colker, um, who now plays for Wigan, um, I believe he might be the club captain, ex-Cardiff City, ex-Tottenham, um, has accused Wigan. They haven't played the players. Uh, they haven't paid, sorry, the players. Uh, I think three or four times now they'll say, you know, I always going in tomorrow, and then they never do. Um, they've done it four times this season, haven't paid the players. Uh, Wigan's players were absent from training on Friday in protest. Stephen Colk has come out and basically, well, he's outright accused them of lying, saying it's absolutely scandalous behaviour. Um, and a lot of these players, like, you know, I saw a lot of comments saying, oh, they're all on, they're all on, you know, thousands of pounds a week. But look, these guys at Wigan, they're not going to be on like mega bucks. They, they're just not, they're not on, they're, they're on good money. They're on a lot of money, but they've still got more. Talking like four, five, six, two, three grand yeah. a week. It's still a lot of money, but in football terms, it's not thousands. Well, it is thousands of thousands of pounds when you're paying it every week yeah. and you've got quite a 30 players. But they've still, got, they've still got mortgages, mate, haven't they? And they've still got yeah, yeah, cars to yeah. pay off and all the rest of it. And, you know, and footballers aren't, you know, great with money. Aren't savers, are they? They don't savers. Probably do it. Probably, you no, know, live a lavish lifestyle, but probably above the means. And, and, a, and a two or three months not getting paid, that could catch up on you. But you know what's like I find particularly scandalous about it is like, <clears throat> all right, once, all right, there's been a problem with the pay. Okay, twice, right, come on. Third time, right, that's this is not on now. Why hasn't the FA or the championship or the EFA? EFA the LMA, somebody, why hasn't anybody stepped in and gone, hang on a minute, you cannot just not pay these people. Because it's not just the players and the staff uh, and the coaches and that. It's it's the rest of the club as it's well. The, the EFL it's the office and, and the Premier League and the EFL should have packages for this purpose. It's people in their league and it's making their league a shambles. It's embarrassing. Because their league is not paying their players embarrassing mate and i think yeah. it's not just it is the of course it's the players the coaches everyone anyone who's not get anyone who has not been paid those four times is scandalous but uh, if, if you accept that i footballers get paid a lot of money so maybe maybe it doesn't affect a lot of them too badly but i would argue that being not being paid four times would cause a problem for most people the off the, the people who work within the club in the offices and the the canteens and that now they are dependent on their where they are most likely like the rest of the work UK living paycheck to paycheck. Now if you don't get paid, coming out of the roof, yeah. wrong time of year, it's freezing, people eating their own camp, food, all kinds of stuff, and these clowns of of can't pay wages. Yeah. <clears throat> so. It's going to be really interesting. So Wigan's players have been were not in training Friday at protest, which I think is fair. I think that's a good way to make your point. But 
they've already been hit with a three point deduction by the the EFL because of this. You know, not yeah, paying you don't want it to steep into next year, do you? No, you don't. And this is the problem. Um, Stephen Colker said there may be a reason for late payment once or twice, but the boys, uh, for but for the boys to have experienced this five times this season is completely unacceptable. Uh, we were told as players every day that the money is on its way. Uh, it will hopefully reach your account by the afternoon. 14 days later, the money still hasn't arrived. Uh, furthermore, what's more concerning is we're due to be paid again on the 7th of April and the club are unable to confirm whether they'll have enough funds to pay it. Now, what is going on at Wigan? This is crazy. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. And he, he goes on. To, go on. Go on. Uh, you could say he goes on to say about um, you know the honest and hardworking staff, players, everyone at the club. The mental health is being severely affected by for all of the people involved. Um, and this was part of a joint statement from the Wigan players. So he's not just come out; he hasn't broken ranks. He is speaking on behalf of the squad. Yeah. Um, I got to say, I think it's disrespectful to the people involved. Like I really do. Um, and if Wigan, when you've got someone like Dave Whelan and who's funded and been there for so long, but it's not him anymore, is it? It's no, a, no, that's what, well, that's yeah. what I was going to go on to. Then he sells it, and then and I think there's a young, uh, young lad in charge, Bahraini businessman. Yeah, and that, then someone else took over now. Yeah, and it's just obviously mismanaged. It's not. It's a rugby town. It's not a football town. It's a rugby town. You go there tonight where we're going to, you turn the TV on now on Sky Sports and you'll see a packed out Wigan Stadium. You watch it on a Saturday, you'll see five, six thousand people there. But on Friday night tonight, because Wigan are playing, I was just watching it before the warm up and the, the, the 10 minutes before kickoff, it was packed. A Wigan town, it's a, it's a rugby town, it's not a football mm. town. So you're not going to get big mass, you're not going to fill it out. You'll fill it out when, you know, I've been there when we've we played Wigan and Manchester United when in the Premier League. It was full, full then, but that, that's a long way away. Um, and they were probably the only times it was full with the big games like the Uniteds or the Arsenals or the Chelsea's coming into town because they wanted to see the big players. But other than that, but you're not going to get that these days. So you're going to get four, five, six fouls, especially at the bottom of the league. People aren't going to turn out. You know, people a lot of money. You know, we've seen Oldham Athletic, who are a non-league side, and Oldham Athletic are massive. They were a Premier League outfit twenty years ago, and now they're in National League. Yeah, and I mean, drawing, drawing against Wildstone on a Wednesday night. But I'm sure someone will correct me. I'm pretty sure that when day all those years Dave Whelan was in charge, everyone got paid on time and got paid what they oh, were. Oh yeah, there's, there's no time. doubt of that. There's no doubt of that. He's, a, he's no, he's a he's a Wigan bloke. He's an old school man. He's not gonna yeah. He's got money, so if it, if if it means B, he would have paid them out of their own pocket mm-hmm. just to save face. But uh, it's a different different person in charge now. Yeah. So in an open letter um, to the fans of the club, to people, the Wigan chairman Talal Al Hamed wrote um, that I can confirm our players' wages have now been paid. I can only apologise for the delay, the stress is caused, the players, the staff, everyone involved, as well as you, the fans wider stakeholders this issue this issue is now being resolved and i can assure you that late payment of wages will not happen again it simply cannot happen again now that little bit on the end 
would worry me if I was a Wigan fan because that indicates to me that they don't plan on it happening again, but there is a chance that it could happen again because they're a shit crew. But maybe that's just me looking into it a little bit too much. Um, look, there eight, there's eight, there's eight games to go. They are eight points off safety. Will those players be able to fight for the club enough to keep them up? Or are they pissed off and going to not down tools, but will they be distracted? Gone? Gone, mate. Gone. Do you don't Gone. think that they may get a bit of a siege mentality? Gone, mate. Gone. Uh, when, when, um, when I was manager of Salford, mm. uh, I cut the wages halfway through the season. When you lose people, mate, you lose people. It only takes that little 5% extra that they're not giving. And when you need that extra 5% uh, and you're fighting a relegation battle, you're going to need everything you can muster and you're not going to get that because they're pissed off and they're annoyed. Well, they've um, got, got a very, very young manager in charge as well, mate. Sean Maloney's the manager at Wigan. Yeah, he is, but he just took over from Torrey, who was, 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 only had to give 10 games to, but obviously <laughs> in one game. 10 games. So it's just shambles, shambles. Absolutely. Yeah, you don't bring in, you don't bring in a new, a novice coach, even though he's been about the game, a novice manager coach. When you're in deep, deep doo doo, you bring in a Neil Warnock, a Chris Wilder, an experienced Wildy character who knows how to get out of trouble. Not a novice. And then this is where we're at. So it's poor management from the top. You bring in a name because he's a name. He's not even managed or coached. He's coached under Brendan Rodgers for the last four or five years and not really took any reins or took any decisions or, or, or made any big managing decisions. Now he's thrown in the deep end uh, in the championship. No. Yeah. And he's given 10 games. What are you going to do in 10 games? And loses every single one. And then, and Sean Maloney again, like he is, look, 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 congratulations to him for taking the job, getting the opportunity, good for him. But like, he is no way um, experienced enough as a coach and a manager to be in a no, relegation fight with eight games to go. You're there in the system, and someone says, "Give, ask you for that job." You, you think about it, you think, well, "I might not get this chance again." In the hindsight of things, you should have stayed well away from it because it's unfixable. It's and a just no win for him, isn't it? Oh, that's going to be stuck with you. So, difficult one. It's a really difficult one for Bologna. He's probably thought, you know what, I've got enough. But, no, it's, uh, it's difficult. At the end of the day, like if they go down, which it looks like they will, Sean Maloney will forever have relegation from the championship on his managerial CV. Doesn't matter that he'd only been in there for eight, nine games or whatever. And yeah, like you say, with hindsight, maybe he should have got well away from it. You know, Sam Allardyce looking to get back into management. Neil Warnock's just gone to Huddersfield. All these guys who you could have brought in till the end of the season to try and steady the ship, but they gave it to Torre, who had never been a manager before only a coach and then Sean Maloney who's just doing something for the club you know let's be honest Sean Maloney's there because he loves Wigan he's that's why he's taking the job he, he loves Wigan 
and it's a chance for him to show that he can be a good manager. But look, uh, frustrating, frustrating all round. But I also just fit episodes like this with not pay, paying players and staff and stuff. It, it to me, it's just embarrassing for football in the UK as a whole. Like when we used to, when we seen these clubs like Macclesfield and Bury and these clubs fold, I just find it embarrassing as a, as a football fan that it's come to that and that there's no system in place within the FA or the PFA or something. Like there should be some sort of process to make sure these clubs don't fold. There's so much money in football, particularly in the Premier League, but even in the top end of the championship, we should be able to save these clubs before they go bust. Should be try and I'm look. I'm not saying you can't financially rescue every single club. I I understand that, but rescue them in the short term, but help them find investment or ways to stay afloat before they fold. Let's not wait until Wigan are on the brink of administration and going bust before something is done in within the greater like the larger part of the game whether that's the fa or whoever like let's make these clubs be run properly the fit for proper purpose thing which is that the yeah it's fifth that's what's called isn't it fit for fit for purpose for the yeah. owners and stuff it's a joke man it's an absolute joke i mean look at united they've got one billion in debt because of the glazers one billion in debt <clears throat> united that's nice. a mistake and it's about like, 500 550. no they came out that, today didn't they said it's like a one billion in debt is that so, dollars, they do it in dollars? I, I don't know either way mate it's an absolute disgrace that one well, it is when you think of it over and the debt was 550 million so how's it raised when they're taking fucking 10 20 million out a year so yeah if they stay, mate, I could see United fans rioting. I gotta be honest. And um, I just, I really do think that, like, I just, if they, you know, if they get investment from one of the, I think one of the, one of the bidders in the process is like, uh, like an investment company in America, and they were on about like they'd give the Glazers like two billion for a portion of their shares, but the Glazers would stay in charge. And then that money would go towards the stadium and stuff like that. Med, I honestly think United, with United fans, because they've got it in their head, the Glazers are going now. If they turn around and turn down the Qataris, turn down Jim Ratcliffe, take like a little bit and... Well, what throws a spanner yeah. in the works yesterday that come out in the NFL that the that, 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 uh, Washington commanders were offered $5 billion. Now... I know it's an NFL team, but Washington Redskins commanders, they've changed the name, not changed the name. Uh five billion. Now we're talking about Manchester United here, so they've probably thought, wait a minute. Yeah. Uh so we'll just have to wait and see. It's gonna be a long process, but I expect it's sold in the summer or you're just gonna just gonna get the same shit. So the report today says uh, Manchester United owe £969.6 million pounds, uh, through a combination of gross debt, bank borrowings and outstanding transfer fees. Um, it's frightening, mate, honestly. 
that is an incredible amount of money. And it's no wonder that the Glazers now, they're at a point where they can't take any more money out, can they? So they, they that's why they're looking to sell or get investment because they can't take their few million every year. So, yeah, incredible, mate. I really... Uh, but again, if surely the Premier League, why is it... Why is an owner able to decimate a club? Like, if they could do it to United, they, you know, they could do it to anyone. But why is the F, the, the Premier League, allowed... I don't think you can do what they did back then. I don't think you can do what you did back then. Uh, buy a club within so much debt. Um, yeah, I don't think you can do that then. So... Uh, Terry, this just reminded me of this. Terry Phillips said, when Sam Man bought Cardiff, to, uh, he told me today, he was telling me this story, Sam Man bought Cardiff for about 900 grand back in the day. And then what he did, so he bought, he got a loan, bought the club, and then made himself chairman or president or whatever, and paid his wages at what I had, like 900 grand, and then basically got the club for free, paid off his loan. That was the rumor, at least. But like, that's incredible, isn't it? Like, but here we go. These businessmen, they know what they're doing, mate. Mm. They uh, all about the money, all about the cash. Mm. We'll see, mate. We'll see. Um, let's do some super six predictions. Um, just while I bring it up, mate. Um, I had an interesting conversation with someone the other day. If you could pick one. One ex-United player to go into the current into that current side, to but they've got to fit into the formation, the tactics, the way Ten Hag plays. What player would you pick? Super six. I know who I would pick. But I'm interested who you would pick. Roy Keane. And that team, Roy Keane. So I had two. Oh, mind you, one minute, one minute, one minute, one minute. Think of this, one minute, one minute. Because I whittled it down to three. Not necessarily what we need doing that team, is it? But what, what we would need in that team, it would be, it would be two people. It would be either Andrew Cole or Rude Van Nistelrooy or Wayne Mooney. So anyway. I had, I, I sort of whittled it down to three when I was thinking about it. And my three was Rooney, Van Nistelrooy, and Keane. Keane to be alongside Casemiro. People, people sleep on Andrew Cole. Yeah, but may I just think Van Nistelrooy was um, Andrew Cole's he's the got perfect a combination. Andrew Cole's got a better scoring record. Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, mate, I'd probably pick Rooney out of both or out of the three of them anyway, just because I think if you put Ro- Rooney at his peak at the head of where like. Where Ghost has been playing, Rooney would be scoring for fun. Um, okay, Super Six predictions for the weekend. Um, we did our card of Swansea one, didn't we? Um, Arsenal versus Leeds at Arsenal. Arsenal chasing down the Leeds. 2 0 Arsenal. Uh, I've gone 3 0 to Arsenal. Uh, Brighton at home to Brentford. Oof, that's a top of the that's a that's a, a European place. Uh, Where are they compared to each other? Then, oh look at that! They're neck and neck on points. Um, Brighton have gone slightly better. Yeah, I gone, I gone two all actually. Um, Crystal Palace versus Leicester at Palace. That is a relegation humdinger. Both in terrible form. 
I've got one nil Palace marginally, but they are but they both lost four of the last five, uh, and they're both who is it Palace home to Leicester. Oof. There's two points between it. One one. Oof, I got one nil Palace. Uh, Chelsea home to Aston Villa. Two one Chelsea. Uh, I've got three two to Chelsea in that one high scoring game. Uh, West Ham at home to Southampton. West Ham. West Ham, West Ham two one for me. Another relegation battle, isn't it? One nil West Ham. Do you know, I just think Southampton have got to start winning if they want to get off the bottom of the table. But West Ham, West Ham at home, you'd expect West Ham to do it. Uh, Newcastle at home to Manchester United. I think that's going to be a very tough one for United. Uh, Newcastle have found a bit of form recently. Who you got? Which one was that? Uh, Newcastle home to United. 3-1 United. I win uh, 2-1 United. Uh, And then last one, Leslie asked us to do one for Huddersfield Town versus Middlesbrough. Michael Carrick versus Neil Warnock. Say that that was that last one. Sorry, I was reading Uh, that. Huddersfield versus Middlesbrough. Warnock versus Carrick. I've already said this one. What did I say? No, he did Cardiff Swansea. He did to me. I've done this one. Oh, 3 1. Borough. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go 2 0, Borough. Um, Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, nice one for joining us. Appreciate all the comments and questions as always. Uh, And check out Violent Money. Check out Sigmatic Coffee. Use the code Ace Nation. Check out ExpressVPN. Links to everything in the description. Support the sponsors, support the channel. Check out the Sports Social Podcast Network for audio versions of all our shows, including this one. It's been a pleasure, mate. Top man. Say bye, mate. Ethan, see ya. Bye. Nice one, Ethan. Legends. When are you taking over from your dad? <laughs> He's ready for Podcast Network.